Pertcast, the official Pert Consortium podcast, where we feature experts from a wide variety of backgrounds, bringing you the latest and greatest on VTE. Welcome. My name is Alex Baropoulos. I'm the uh, System Director for Anticoagulation and Clinical Thrombosis Services uh, at the Northwell Health System in New York, as well as Professor of Medicine at the Zucker School of Medicine at Hofstra Northwell. I'm being joined by my guest, uh, Vic Tapson. Uh, Vic, can you please go ahead and introduce yourself? Thanks, Alex. Yes, I'm Vic Tapson. I'm in uh, pulmonary critical care at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, Professor of Medicine and um, Director of the Women's Guild uh, Lung Institute. Well, Vic, really uh, happy to have you aboard. And Vic and I will be discussing this podcast entitled Extension of Therapy After Initial Treatment for Acute uh, Venous Thromboembolism with real focus on uh, pulmonary embolism. So the contents of this uh, podcast have been co-developed by the featured PERT consortium speakers as well as Janssen Pharmaceuticals. The speakers are paid by the PERT Consortium Group through sponsorship funds provided by Janssen, and this content represents the featured speakers' views and not the entirety of the PERT Consortium. This educational content is not certified for CME. In our discussion today, we will focus on the clinical profile of Xarelto, Rivaroxaban. Xarelto is indicated to reduce the risk of stroke and systemic embolism in patients with nonvalvular atrial fibrillation, or AF. There are limited data on the relative effectiveness of Xarelto and warfarin in reducing the risk of stroke and systemic embolism when warfarin therapy is well-controlled. Xarelto is indicated for the treatment of deep vein thrombosis, or DVT. Xarelto is indicated for the treatment of pulmonary embolism, or PE. Xarelto is indicated for the reduction in the risk of recurrence of DVT and or PE in patients at continued risk for recurrent DVT and or PE after completion of initial treatment lasting at least six months. Xarelto is indicated for the prophylaxis of DVT, which may lead to PE in patients undergoing knee or hip replacement surgery. Xarelto is indicated for the prophylaxis of venous thromboembolism, or VTE, and VTE-related death during hospitalization and post-hospital discharge in adult patients admitted for an acute medical illness who are at risk for thromboembolic complications due to moderate or severe restricted mobility and other risk factors for VTE and not at high risk of bleeding. Xarelto is indicated, in combination with aspirin, to reduce the risk of major cardiovascular events, cardiovascular or CV death, myocardial infarction, or MI, and stroke, in patients with chronic coronary artery disease, CAD, or peripheral artery disease, PAD. Before we discuss Xarelto, let's review the boxed warning and contraindications. Xarelto carries a boxed warning, the first part notes that premature discontinuation of Xarelto places patients at an increased risk of thrombotic events. This is based on a higher rate of thrombotic events in the Xarelto arm compared with the warfarin arm following the discontinuation of Xarelto and a non-bridge transition to warfarin at the end of the ROCKET AF trial. If anticoagulation with Xarelto must be discontinued for a reason other than pathological bleeding or completion of a course of therapy, consider coverage with another anticoagulant. The second part of the boxed warning pertains to epidural or spinal hematomas. These have occurred in patients treated with Xarelto who are receiving neuraxial anesthesia or undergoing spinal puncture and may result in long-term or permanent paralysis. Factors that can increase the risk of developing epidural or spinal hematomas in these patients include the use of indwelling epidural catheters, concomitant use of other drugs that affect hemostasis, 
a history of traumatic or repeated epidural or spinal punctures, or a history of spinal deformity or spinal surgery. Optimal timing between the administration of Xarelto and noraxial procedures is not known. These patients should be monitored frequently for signs and symptoms of neurological impairment. If neurological compromise is noted, urgent treatment is necessary. Consider the benefits and risks before noraxial intervention in patients anticoagulated or to be anticoagulated for thromboprophylaxis. Contraindications for Xarelto include active pathological bleeding and severe hypersensitivity reaction to Xarelto. Well, let's uh, go right into this. With respect to the burden of disease for recurrent VT events, we know that VTE, especially VTE in, in the setting of unprovoked disease, represents a chronic long-term illness. So we have data that tells us for unprovoked VTE in the absence of anticoagulant therapy, we can expect a recurrence rate at one year of 10% that uh, goes as high as a 30% recurrence rate at five years, again, suggesting the chronic nature of this disease in the absence of anticoagulant therapy. So I, I think to highlight this uh, podcast, we really want to uh, discuss uh, what was a landmark clinical trial, the Einstein Choice Trial. And this was the only dedicated DOAC randomized trial with Xarelto that uh, compared it to aspirin for the reduction of recurrent VTE events. So the Einstein Choice Trial design involved uh, three arms. Uh, first of all, patients had to have confirmed either symptomatic DVT and or PE and had to have completed anywhere from six to 12 months of therapy at the discretion of the treating investigator and had to have equipoise regarding the need for extended anticoagulation. And this was a fairly large trial of over 3,000 patients and patients were randomized to one of three arms, roughly at 1,100 patients each and up to a 12 month treatment duration. The first arm was Xarelto 20 milligrams once daily the second arm, Xarelto, 10 milligrams once daily. And as I mentioned before, the third arm was the use of aspirin, 100 milligrams once daily, because at the time of the trial, aspirin was looked at as a reasonable antithrombotic agent with respect to, again, secondary prevention of VT events in this population. Again, patients had to have objectively confirmed symptomatic proximal DVT or, or PE, so that's an important point, and had not to have interrupted therapy for more than seven days before randomization. Now, because of the benefit-risk assessment that favored the 10-milligram dose of uh, Xarelto, this dose uh, was approved uh, for the reduction in the risk of recurrent DVT and PE, and this is the dose moving forward that we will uh, be discussing. Now, the primary efficacy outcome for Einstein choice, uh, as is usual in uh, thrombosis trials, was the composite of symptomatic recurrent either fatal or non-fatal VTE and unexplained death for which PE could not be ruled out. And the principal safety outcome was major bleeding using the by now well-defined International Society on Thrombosis and Hemostasis Criteria avert bleeding that was associated with a decrease in the hemoglobin level of greater or equal to two grams per deciliter or leading to a transfusion of two or more units of red blood cells or occurring in a critical site or uh, contributing to uh, death. The baseline characteristics in the Einstein Choice Trial uh, included patients that were very typical for a VTE treatment study. 
about 55% of patients were males. The mean age of patients was approximately 59 years. Importantly for Einstein choice, about a third of patients had a BMI of 30 or more. So we have from some important data on, and again, the use of Xarelto in obese patients. Also importantly, about 5% of patients or so had moderate renal insufficiency with creatinine clearance of 30 to less than 15 mils a minute. With respect to the index event for Einstein choice, about 50% of patients had isolated DVT, but nearly a third of patients had isolated PE as the uh, index event, and about 15% or so of patients had both DVT and PE. In terms of uh, classification of this index event, uh, more than half of patients uh, approaching 60% had provoked disease, and about 40% of patients had unprovoked disease. And again, regarding uh, VT risk factors, uh, about 3% uh, or so of patients uh, were undergoing hormonal therapy. The individual intended study duration uh, was about 12 months for 60% of patients uh, and uh, 9 to under 12 months for another 20% of patients. And other VT risk factors included known thrombophilia in about 6% uh, of patients, previous VTE in 17% of patients, and active cancer and about 2.4 to 3% of patients. And now let's go to the efficacy results in Einstein choice. So let's go to the efficacy results of, of the Einstein choice. And specifically, we'll be looking at the 10 milligram dose of Xarelto versus, again, low dose aspirin at 100 milligrams. And I think one of the uh, most important take-homes from Einstein choice that compared to uh, baby aspirin, which again, at that point was considered a reasonable antithrombotic agent for long-term secondary prevention of BTE, there was a significant 74% relative risk reduction in favor of Xarelto 10 milligrams with a 95% confidence interval spanning 0.14 to uh, 0.47. Uh, and this occurred with a p-value uh, of uh, less than 0.001. And when looking at the efficacy results uh, for the Einstein choice trial, based on the index VTE, we, we know that nearly 50% of patients had a PE as their index event in this trial. For patients presenting with an index event of PE with or without DBT, the primary efficacy outcome occurred in 1.4% of patients receiving rivaroxaban 10 milligrams versus 4.2% of patients receiving aspirin, an absolute risk reduction of 2.8%. And for patients presenting with an index event of DVT only, this was greater than what was seen for PE, with a rate of 0.9% versus 4.7%, a 3.6% absolute risk reduction. Uh, the absolute rates of fatal VT were 0.2% in the aspirin group versus 0% in the Xarelto 10 milligram group. So with respect to major bleeding uh, incidence rates, we see a, a major bleeding rate of 0.3% in the aspirin group, 100 milligrams versus 0.4% in the Xarelto 10 milligram group. Um, and this represents, again, a hazard ratio of 1.64 that was not statistically significant. And maybe Vic, you can give us and share your thoughts on these uh, uh, impressive uh, safety results in Einstein choice. Well, that was, that was a great presentation of the study, Alex. Uh, I think it's a one of the most important VT studies that's been published. It's changed my practice significantly. I, I've struggled with duration of therapy for a long time. And Alex, as you know, and as you said earlier, this is a chronic disease. We know if you have even provoked VTE, your risk of recurrence is higher 
than if you never had a PE or DVT. So is three months enough? Is six months enough? This study has shown us that we can extend therapy in these patients. And I think safety is a key point. I can tell my patients that the risk of bleeding on 10 milligrams of Xeralto was similar in a study to 100 milligrams of aspirin. So you did a great job presenting that study. And uh, I think what I'd say about this study is it's a very important one. It's helped us decide how long to treat patients with acute VTE. And thank you for those insights, Vic. And I couldn't agree with you more. I was going to add that I think that one of the key points here in duration of therapy is deciding, does someone have obvious risk factors? If they don't, that's very important to take into account. And if they do have persistence of risk factors, we have to take that into account. And that helps us make a decision. You know, when someone flies from Paris to LAX, 50-year-old healthy guy and has DVTPE, some people might call that provoked. It's minimally provoked to me. Whatever you call it, it concerns me. <laughs> stopping therapy three months. And so Einstein Choice has given us a, a way to approach some of these kinds of patients. Yes, it, it certainly does, doesn't it? And it gives us a level of comfort. And indeed, one of the things that I find interesting, Vic, is, is now the, the international antithrombotic guidelines have really caught up with these results. So when we look at the 2019, for example, ESC guidelines for the diagnosis of management of acute PE for patients without cancer now, we see here recommendations for indefinite extension of treatment for recurrent VTE that is not related to a major transient or reversible risk factor, or this is a class one level B recommendation, or a first episode of PE, as you suggest, Vic, and no identifiable risk factor. So what we used to call unprovoked disease, uh, again, a consideration for indefinite extension of treatment. This is a, a class two way a level A recommendation, as well as, as you suggested, Vic, a first episode of PE associated with a persistent risk factor that just doesn't go away, other than antiphospholipid antibody syndrome. Uh, again, a, a 2A level C recommendation. And lastly, a first episode of PE associated with a minor transient or reversible risk factor. Uh, uh, this is a class 2A level C recommendation. And again, some thoughts with respect to, do we really think this is transient or do we really think this is reversible? And really, in my view and in others, and ones that supported by the guidelines, is that warfarin uh, should really uh, be used for long-term secondary prevention of thromboembolic events in patients with established antiphospholipid antibody syndrome. This is a class one level B recommendation. So I think other than that, there's really small niches of patients from a VT perspective, DOAX and Xarelta have really become the agents of choice. Vic, any uh, further thoughts on this? Well, you covered that really well, Alex. Uh, I, I think uh, very important study, uh, well done. The following is additional important safety information for Xarelto. Warnings and precautions. Increased risk of thrombotic events after premature discontinuation. Premature discontinuation of any oral anticoagulant, including Xarelto, in the absence of adequate alternative anticoagulation, increases the risk of thrombotic events. An increased rate of stroke was observed during the transition from Xarelto to warfarin in clinical trials in atrial fibrillation patients. If Xarelto is discontinued for a reason other than pathological bleeding or completion of a course of therapy, consider coverage with another anticoagulant. Risk of bleeding. Xarelto increases the risk of bleeding and can cause serious or fatal bleeding. Promptly evaluate any signs or symptoms of blood loss and consider the need for blood replacement. Discontinue in patients with active pathological hemorrhage. An agent to reverse the antifactor 10A activity of rivaroxaban is available, 
because of high plasma protein binding, rivaroxaban is not dialyzable. Concomitant use of other drugs that impair hemostasis increases risk of bleeding. These include aspirin, P2Y12 platelet inhibitors, dual antiplatelet therapy, other antithrombotic agents, fibrinolytic therapy, NSAIDs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs, and serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, or SNRIs. Risk of hemorrhage in acutely ill medical patients at high risk of bleeding. Acutely ill medical patients with the following conditions are at increased risk of bleeding with the use of Xarelto for primary VTE prophylaxis, history of bronchiectasis, pulmonary cavitation or pulmonary hemorrhage, active cancer, i.e. undergoing acute in-hospital cancer treatment, active gastroduodenal ulcer, or history of bleeding in the three months prior to treatment, or dual antiplatelet therapy. Xarelto is not for use in primary VTE prophylaxis in these hospitalized, acutely ill medical patients at high risk of bleeding. Spinal and or epidural anesthesia or puncture. When noraxial anesthesia, i.e. spinal or epidural anesthesia, or spinal puncture is employed, patients treated with anticoagulant agents for prevention of thromboembolic complications are at risk of developing an epidural or spinal hematoma which can result in long-term or permanent paralysis. To reduce the potential risk of bleeding associated with concurrent use of Xarelto and epidural or spinal anesthesia and or analgesia or spinal puncture, consider the pharmacokinetic profile of Xarelto. Placement or removal of an epidural catheter or lumbar puncture is best performed when the anticoagulant effect of Xarelto is low. However, the exact timing to reach a sufficiently low anticoagulant effect in each patient is not known. An indwelling epidural or intrathecal catheter should not be removed before at least two half-lives have elapsed, i.e. 18 hours in young patients aged 20 to 45 years, and 26 hours in elderly patients aged 60 to 76 years, after the last administration of Xarelto. The next dose should not be administered earlier than six hours after the removal of the catheter. If traumatic puncture occurs, delay the administration of Xarelto for 24 hours. Monitor frequently to detect signs or symptoms of neurological impairment, such as midline back pain, sensory and motor deficits, for example, numbness, tingling, or weakness in the lower limbs, or bowel and or bladder dysfunction. Instruct patients to immediately report any of the above signs or symptoms. If signs or symptoms of spinal hematoma are suspected, initiate urgent diagnosis and treatment, including consideration for spinal cord decompression even though such treatment may not prevent or reverse neurological sequelae. Use in patients with renal impairment. Nonvalvular atrial fibrillation. Periodically assess renal function as clinically indicated, i.e. more frequently in situations in which renal function may decline, and adjust therapy accordingly. Consider dose adjustment or discontinuation in patients who develop acute renal failure while on Xarelto. Clinical efficacy and safety studies with Xarelto did not enroll patients with creatinine clearance less than 30 milliliters per minute or end-stage renal disease, or ESRD, on dialysis. Treatment of deep vein thrombosis, or DVT, pulmonary embolism, or PE, and reduction in the risk of recurrence of DVT and of PE, prophylaxis of deep vein thrombosis following hip or knee replacement surgery, Prophylaxis of venous thromboembolism in acutely ill medical patients at risk for thromboembolic complications not at high risk of bleeding. In patients with creatinine clearance less than 30 milliliters per minute, 
Rivaroxaban exposure and pharmacodynamic effects are increased compared to patients with normal renal function. There are limited clinical data in patients with creatinine clearance 15 to less than 30 milliliters per minute. Therefore, observe closely and promptly evaluate any signs or symptoms of blood loss in these patients. There are no clinical data in patients with creatinine clearance less than 15 milliliters per minute, including patients on dialysis. Therefore, avoid the use of Xarelto in these patients. Discontinue Xarelto in patients who develop acute renal failure while on treatment. Reduction of risk of major cardiovascular events in patients with chronic CAD or PAD. For patients with creatinine clearance less than 15 milliliters per minute, no data are available, and limited data are available for patients with a creatinine clearance of 15 to 30 milliliters per minute. In patients with creatinine clearance less than 30 milliliters per minute, a dose of 2.5 milligrams of Xarelto twice daily is expected to give an exposure similar to that in patients with a moderate renal impairment, creatinine clearance 30 to less than 50 milliliters per minute, whose efficacy and safety outcomes were similar to those with preserved renal function. Clinical efficacy and safety studies with Xarelto did not enroll patients with end-stage renal disease, or ESRD, on dialysis. Use in patients with hepatic impairment. No clinical data are available for patients with severe hepatic impairment. Avoid use in patients with moderate, or child PUB, and severe, child PUC, hepatic impairment, or with any hepatic disease associated with coagulopathy, since drug exposure and bleeding risk may be increased. Use with PGP and strong CYP3A inhibitors or inducers. Avoid concomitant use of Xarelto with known combined PGP and strong CYP3A inhibitors or inducers. Risk of pregnancy-related hemorrhage. In pregnant women, Xarelto should be used only if the potential benefit justifies the potential risk to the mother and fetus. Xarelto dosing in pregnancy has not been studied. The anticoagulant effect of Xarelto cannot be monitored with standard laboratory testing. Promptly evaluate signs or symptoms suggesting blood loss, for example, a drop in hemoglobin and or hematocrit, hypotension, or fetal distress. Patients with prosthetic heart valves. Use of Xarelto is not recommended in patients who have had transcatheter aortic valve replacement, or TAVR, based on the results of the Galileo study, which reported higher rates of death and bleeding in patients randomized to Xarelto, compared to those randomized to an antiplatelet regimen. Safety and efficacy of Xarelto have not been studied in patients with other prosthetic heart valves or other valve procedures. Use of Xarelto is not recommended in patients with prosthetic heart valves. Acute PE in hemodynamically unstable patients and or patients who require thrombolysis or pulmonary embolectomy. Initiation of Xarelto is not recommended acutely as an alternative to unfractionated heparin in patients with pulmonary embolism who present with a hemodynamic instability or who may receive thrombolysis or pulmonary embolectomy. Increased risk of thrombosis in patients with antiphospholipid syndrome. Direct-acting oral anticoagulants, or DOACs, including Xarelto, are not recommended in use in patients with triple-positive antiphospholipid syndrome or APS. For patients with APS, especially those who are triple positive, positive for lupus anticoagulant, anticardiolipin, and anti-beta-2 glycoprotein-1 antibodies, treatment with DOAX has been associated with increased rates of recurrent thrombotic events compared with vitamin K antagonist therapy. Drug interactions. 
Combined PGP and strong CYP3A inhibitors increase exposure to rivaroxaban and may increase risk of bleeding. Combined PGP and strong CYP3A inducers decrease exposure to rivaroxaban and may increase risk of thromboembolic events. Xarelto should not be used in patients with creatinine clearance 15 to less than 80 milliliters per minute who are receiving concomitant combined PGP and moderate CYP3A inhibitors, example erythromycin, unless the potential benefit justifies the potential risk. Co-administration of anoxaparin, warfarin, aspirin, clopidogrel, and chronic NSAID use may increase risk of bleeding. Avoid concurrent use of Xarelto with other anticoagulants due to increased bleeding risk, unless benefit outweighs risk. Promptly evaluate signs or symptoms of blood loss if patients are treated concomitantly with aspirin, other platelet aggregation inhibitors, or NSAIDs. Use in specific populations. Pregnancy. The limited available data on Xarelto in pregnant women are insufficient to inform a drug-associated risk of adverse developmental outcomes. Use Xarelto with caution in pregnant patients because of the potential for pregnancy-related hemorrhage and or emergent delivery. The anticoagulant effect of Xarelto cannot be reliably monitored with standard laboratory testing. Consider the benefits and risks of Xarelto for the mother and possible risks to the fetus when prescribing to a pregnant woman. Fetal and or neonatal adverse reactions. Based on the pharmacologic activity of factor 10A inhibitors and the potential to cross the placenta, bleeding may occur at any site in the fetus and or neonate. Labor or delivery. The risk of bleeding should be balanced with the risk of thrombotic events when considering use in this setting. There are no adequate or well-controlled studies of Xarelto in pregnant women, and dosing for pregnant women has not been established. Post-marketing experience is currently insufficient to determine a rivaroxaban-associated risk for major birth defects or miscarriage. Lactation. Rivaroxaban has been detected in human milk. There are insufficient data to determine the effects of rivaroxaban on the breastfed child or on milk production. Consider the developmental and health benefits of breastfeeding along with the mother's clinical need for Xarelto and any potential adverse effects on the breastfed infant from Xarelto or from the underlying maternal condition. Females and males of reproductive potential. Females of reproductive potential requiring anticoagulation should discuss pregnancy planning with their physician. Pediatric use. Safety and effectiveness in pediatric patients have not been established. Overdosage. Overdose of Xarelto may lead to hemorrhage. Discontinue Xarelto and initiate appropriate therapy if bleeding complications associated with overdosage occur. An agent to reverse the antifactor 10A activity of rivaroxaban is available. Adverse reactions in clinical studies. Most common adverse reactions with Xarelto were bleeding complications. Please visit www.xareltohcp.com for full prescribing information, including boxed warnings for Xarelto. Well, with that, everyone, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this podcast with respect to long-term treatment of acute VTE with emphasis on PE. Uh, I'd like to thank our guest, Vic Tapson, for being on this podcast, and I hope you learned as much as we did. Thank you.